Hey, Playa, welcome to a new day of You Can Be Somebody Great, the podcast hosted by The Josh Speaks. For anyone here that's new, I'm a YouTuber on YouTube named The Josh Speaks, and I make videos teaching teens and young adults how to be their best selves, how to build their skills of confidence, compassion, and mindfulness in their everyday interactions. So I just want to jump into a few things here because I think it's interesting and important too. Uh, last night in the middle of the night, I woke up and I just had like my brain was immediately hit with tons of ideas for videos that I want to do. You know, we're in summer right now and people are going to be going back to school soon. And I know people that are getting ready to go to college are already doing their orientations and moving into their dorms and just getting ready to start that new chapter of their lives. So that is something I do want to focus a lot on. I want to share my own experiences with my own college orientation and dealing with roommates and being away from home. It was all really interesting experiences for me, learning experiences. So those are definitely video topics that I'm going to have coming up. This Tuesday, I'm probably going to do a two-hour Q&A, two-hour, two-hour Q&A. Uh, generally, what I do with those is I jump on YouTube Live, I answer questions for two hours, I kind of go through one by one answering your guys' questions. And the theme is probably going to be back to school because we're getting ready to do that. We're getting ready to go back to school to take the things that we did throughout the summer, the fun experiences, the stories, the great memories, and to share that with our friends, our crushes, and just anyone that we interact with in the school year. So let's give today a goal, right? Today's goal, I think, is to tackle, hmm, how do we want to phrase this? I would say tackle something on your to-do list. I'll keep it as simple as that. You know, I, I woke up today with a lot of energy, and I know sometimes that happens, right? You wake up with energy, sometimes you don't. But tackle something on your to-do list today, whether it's big or small. It could be something as simple as cleaning your room, just getting all that sorted out. It could be something as big as throwing away all your old clothes and setting them up to be donated, you know? Anything that's on your to-do list, something that you wanna get done, just try your best to knock it out today. All right, guys, can you promise me you'll do that? If you do plan on knocking something out, you can always call in and let me know what your goal is, and I'll respond back and give you as much motivation as you need to get it done. So without further ado, let's jump into some of the questions I received yesterday. So yesterday I put up my anchor video on YouTube, and a bunch of people kind of came over, started sending in, started calling in and asking questions. So I want to feature a bunch of those today. I really want to get into them. I think there's some really cool questions in there. So let's jump right into those. Hey Josh, um, if I asked someone if they wanted to do something and they said yes, but then I changed my mind later on, how how do I get them to just like let it go and forget the entire thing? Thank you again for the question, Ryan. You know, guys, Ryan is a longtime listener. He's been here two days. So technically, I've been on Anchor for three days. So two days is a long time. <laughs> I would count that as long time listening. But yeah, Ryan, I think that's a really interesting question. You know, like when you make plans with someone and then let's say you have to cancel them or you just don't feel up for it or, you know, whatever the reason is, it's always difficult uh, because you never want to let someone else down you know like we're always afraid that if we tell people hey I'm I'm just not in the right headspace today to hang out or I just don't feel good that they'll judge us that they'll kind of be upset with us and say oh well don't worry about it or you can make it through I think in those cases you have to ask yourself what makes the most sense for you and your own mental health right it's easy for someone on the outside especially the person you're making plans with to think 
what do they want and what do they benefit from, right? They made plans with you so they benefit from you coming out to hang out with them because it meets their expectations of what they want. But it doesn't take into account exactly how you feel. So you need to think about yourself in that equation and say, well, if I go hang out with them, am I gonna feel 100%? Am I gonna feel out of place? Am I gonna totally be in that moment? If the answer is no, then I think there's nothing wrong with just telling them something as simple as this. Hey, look, I know we made plans for today, but I'm not really feeling too good. Would it be okay for us to move the plans to another day, right? So something as simple as that, it's you're, you're kind of canceling on the plans for the day, but you are showing them that you are still interested in talking to them and hanging out with them and making plans going forward. No one ever wants to hear, no, I don't wanna hang out anymore, and that's it, because then they feel like, Maybe they're not good enough. Maybe they did something wrong. And that's not the impression you wanna give. The impression you wanna give is just to let them know that you are not 100% up for it today. And that's okay, you should never feel bad for not feeling 100% up to par to hanging out. So Ryan, I hope that answer was helpful. Um, if you have a little bit more you wanna add onto that question or a different question, you can always call back in and I'll give my advice on that too. So I wanna jump into another question that I got. I think it's a really, really interesting one and let's just jump right into that. How do I get over a crush that I had who originally said that they were going to go out with me and they wanted to date, but wanted to hang out first since we didn't really have any face-to-face -face conversation as much as I would've wanted? And then the next day, they decided that they changed their mind because they said there are other people that they would rather date, which then tells me that she's a shallow person because she wants more towards looks and not personality. Ethan, first, I just want to say that if a person tells you that flat out that they only care about looks more so than personality, you have to ask yourself if that's the person you want to be with. You know, you just have to flat out say, is this the kind of person I want to build anything with? Uh, I want to do, I do want to say thank you for your question, um, but your question really got to me, you know, because I feel like, um, one, here's, here's the truth. If she does value looks more than personality, there really isn't anything wrong with that. That's her personal opinion. That's what she values, you know? Um, it's a sucky thing to say to someone and it's a sucky answer to hear, but you know, if that's how she feels then that's how she feels. And I think the good takeaway from that could just be, well, you saved yourself time of investing in a person that you were later gonna find out wasn't about the same things that you were, you know? Um, I think if, if she kind of said in the beginning that she was open to dating you and then she kind of changed her mind, like I said, you, you dodged the bullet and you dodged uh, time that you would have invested in someone only later to be more disappointed uh, then. So I know it sucks, I know it sucks to be in that place, but consider yourself spared in that sense. And look, you know, I don't know how you look like, right? But I'm sure you are decently, <laughs> decent looking guy, you know? Most people are just decently looking people. We're led to believe maybe that we're uglier than we are, we aren't as good looking as someone else, and I think if we try to play that comparison game all day long, you're always gonna lose, because you're always gonna find someone that you think is more attractive or more fun or more engaging. You're always gonna find that. What you have to really focus on is what you bring to the table, right? What can you work on? What can you improve? If you feel like your looks are not up to par, what can you do to maybe change your looks? Maybe it's a new hairstyle. Maybe it's new clothing. Um, maybe it's different things like that, you know? Uh, always be looking to improve yourself for yourself because 
The happier you feel, that'll come from the happier you look, the happier your relationships are, the, the better, better type of connections you can develop with people, that'll increase your sense of happiness. Um, and it seems like with this girl, she wasn't about that. You know, if you had guys, if you guys had gotten together and then she kind of came down on you for your looks or anything like that, it would have brought you down even more. So I think you dodged the bullet here. I think continue looking, continue interacting with people. There are tons of people out there who aren't shallow and I guarantee you'll meet one one day. Uh, and that day is probably going to come very soon. Josh, how do you overcome an addiction? Hey, Ethan, number two, second Ethan here. Um, that's a very good question. How do you overcome an addiction? Now, I think the question lacks any kind of context here because I'm not sure if you mean an addiction like you're addicted to playing video games or if you have a parent that may be addicted to, let's say, drinking alcohol or if it's something just like being addicted to masturbating. You know, there's a lot of different types of addictions out there. And I think, you know, some of the simple tips for getting past any addiction, I think first and foremost is being able to openly talk about it. So if Ethan, if you're the person who may feel like you have some kind of addiction, being able to talk about it is a great first step because what it does is you are showing that you're acknowledging that it's an issue. You're acknowledging that it's something you want to change. You may not know how to get there yet. You may not have the steps, but you at least acknowledge that it's somewhat of a problem. Um, if it's in any of the other cases, let's say where it's a parent or a friend that has the addiction, if you can talk to them, if you can get them to work through and acknowledge that, yeah, there's a problem there and, you know, it's something they want to fix, I think that's a great first step. Um, when it comes to actually kicking the addiction and getting over it, I would honestly say the best thing to do is to speak to a professional in that field who is who can help you really work through getting over that addiction, right? A lot of people try to do things on their own and some people can, some people can just say, I'm gonna stop doing it, I'm gonna quit, I'm just gonna do it cold and that's it. And some people can't, some people it's a little bit harder. So speaking to someone who is knowledgeable in that, and I'm always telling people that if you are feeling down, you're feeling depressed, you feel like you have an addiction, speak to a therapist, talk to your parents and ask them if you can maybe see a therapist and just talk these things out. Sometimes just even talking with someone about it, sharing your ideas can, put them front and center for you to say, oh wow, that's really not a good behavior and I really don't want to do that. And that might be what you need to do in order to get over it. So Ethan, um, if you want to call back in and, and give a little bit more context to what the addiction you're talking about is, but I'd say those first two steps, acknowledge the problem and then find someone that you can talk to about it. Those are great ways to kind of work towards getting over that addiction. The Josh Speaks, I just want to say, I talked to you, uh, I want to say yesterday on Instagram, and I wanted to thank you so much, you have inspired me, and I've watched almost all of your videos, you've inspired me so much, um, I've shouted you out on my Instagram, at Grant Parker Blev, you spoke to me the, uh, for a couple days, um, I just want to say you're you're my favorite YouTuber and I don't know where I would be without you because you you've set you've set my boundaries pretty much you've set my gold my goals so I just want to say thank you so much and I hope you have a good great awesome day bye
Wrestle Talk 101, thank you so much for your kind words, man. It really does mean a lot to me to know that everything I'm working hard and putting out there is helpful in some way. And, you know, your your call in, your response really made me feel like, okay, I'm doing something good here. And, you know, I got to keep it up and do what I can to really help as many people as possible. And I'm happy that, you know, you feel comfortable now having boundaries for yourself, what you're willing to accept from others, what you want from yourself in the future. I think it's so important for us to establish what our boundaries are. So that way people don't push us around and people don't take advantage of us. So dude, I'm very, very proud of you. And I hope you keep on working towards being your best self. I know you sent in another question, but I wanted to feature that because I think it's so crucial and so important. Um, And yeah, let's get into your question. Hey, Josh. Um, I have a question for you. How do I get over this nervousness of talking to my crush, but she has a boyfriend? See, I don't want to ruin their relationship, but I also don't want to ruin my chances with her if, if when they do break up. But as far as I'm concerned, they are so, in, so much in love with each other, and I, I really need to to get over my fear to talk to her. I read somewhere that if like you don't point your chest towards them like it won't like it'll immediately immediately make them unattractive to you. So I just really want I really want to know this. Uh can you please answer this? Thank you. Hey, so it seems like your situation is very similar to a lot of other people out there. You like someone, but they're in a relationship. So what is the right kind of protocol? How do you kind of approach that in terms of, you know, communicating with them so that you don't get friend zoned, but then not ignoring them so that they just forget who you are? You know, you want to maintain a healthy balance between talking to them and not going overboard to the point where they feel like you're interfering with their relationship. So I know that's a tough line to walk and um, I would honestly say this, this is what I think is probably the best thing to do. It's okay to communicate with her, right? There's nothing wrong with talking to the girl even if she has a boyfriend. Now where I'd probably draw the line is if you're going to try to flirt with her, if you're going to try to ask her out. To me that's just disrespectful and it seems like you and me are on the same page with that. A lot of people feel like, so what if she has a boyfriend? But I'm a firm believer if if I was dating the girl, I wouldn't want other guys to kind of be creeps and go behind my back to talk to my girlfriend. So I never advocate for people to do that as well. I think uh, you can be a gentleman, but not a gentleman. (laughs) And the best way to go about that is, you know, if you do talk to her, interact with her like she's one of your friends. You know, there's nothing wrong with talking to her and making jokes and having fun in that sense, but what you don't want to become is the guy that she turns to to talk about all of her problems and to complain about her boyfriend when they get into a fight. If you fall into that role, that's essentially what the friend zone is, you know? You become the guy that she knows that she can turn to for emotional support, but there isn't any kind of romantic relationship there. And the more that she relies on you for that emotional support without any kind of physical or romantic attraction there, the easier it'll be for her to segment you in her mind as, oh, but he's just the guy I talk to. I I can't be attracted to him because he's like a brother to me. And you know, if you fall into that role, the girl will find it much, much harder to, you know, accept the fact that, okay, let's say they break up 
except the fact that you now want to date her because she's going to feel like in dating you, she might lose one of her best friends and you are the friend that she can turn to. So in dating you, there's a potential she may lose you. So she won't want to pursue that. She'll want to just maintain things as friends. So walking that line is a very, very hard one to do. Um, but like I said, don't pull yourself away completely from talking to her. If you see her in the hallways of school, say hi to her. If you post something online, you can always leave a comment on it and, and make a joke or ask a question and be interactive. Just don't, if you it, just don't fall into that role of like, you know, oh, so how are things you and your boyfriend? Did you guys get into a fight? Is everything okay? Because then you would get friend zoned and I don't want that to happen to you. I want you to kind of, you know, you're there, you're close to her. And if they do break up, then you have the opportunity to approach her, talk to her and try to ask her out. Hey, Josh, what do you do if you like somebody, but they already have a boyfriend or girlfriend? Hey, Sam, if you check out the answer I just gave right before I posted your question, I answered that idea of how do you kind of interact with someone who has a boyfriend or girlfriend so that you don't end up getting friend zoned? You know, what is the right way to kind of communicate with them? So check out my previous answer. Guys, I want to do something interesting here. I think it'll be fun to do since it's Saturday. I feel like something I want to do on the weekends is I want to have a little bit of time for us to kind of meditate together. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a few minutes after I kind of end this right here. Um, I'm going to play a sound and then from there I'm going to just kind of do a walkthrough meditation. And what I would really think would be cool is if you guys uh, would allow this to play and just sit down, close your eyes and then follow me with this five minute meditation. It's only five minutes. Let's try it out. Let's see if you guys like it. Okay guys, let's start our five minute meditation. All this is gonna take is a few minutes out of your day, but I think it'll help you clear your mind, get focused and feel inner calm that maybe you've been struggling with to get to. So here's what I need you to do. I want you to find somewhere that you can sit down. It could be a chair, it could be your bed, it could be the floor. Just casually sit down. And once you get comfortable, close your eyes and focus on your breath. Take a deep breath in and breathe it back out. Another deep breath in and another deep breath out. Deep breath in, deep breath out. Now we're going to maintain this rhythm of breathing in, out, in, out. Now focus on the breathing. Feel the air coming into your body and feel the air escaping. If any other thoughts are popping into your mind, it's okay. It happens all the time. But recognize that you're having those thoughts in this moment and try to just let them go. Like you're cutting the string of a boat at a dock and you're just letting the boat drift off into the water.
What I want you to do now is think about your hands. You don't have to pick them up or move your fingers. Just focus your mind, your attention, and your energy right now on your hands. Think about how your muscles feel. Think about each individual finger on each hand. And put your energy and your mind into each finger. Move down your hand, thinking about each finger. And now move up to your palm. Feel your palm. It's a weird thing to say, I know, because you feel things with your palm, but feel your palm. Feel your muscles and loosen them up. Relax your hands a little bit. Now, think about your wrists. Think about what you use your wrists to do. How your wrists control your hands. And with your hands, you can pick things up. You can grab things. You can move them. You can also do things like shake another person's hand. Wave to someone that you like. Pat someone on the shoulders that you want to comfort. Your hands possess a lot of power. Power for you to interact with others in so many different ways. So what I want you to do is remember, with your two hands, you can do so much in this world. Now when you're ready, I want you to slowly come back to your breath. And then open your eyes. And now move your hands. Look at your hands. Feel them. That concludes today's quick five-minute meditation. I'll talk more about why I wanted you guys to focus on that. But thank you so much for sticking around and doing the meditation. And I'll jump into the reason now. Hey, Josh. Um, what's your opinion on, like, age difference when it comes to dating because I like this younger girl who's like about three years younger than me but I'm like three years older than her so um could you give me any advice on that hey Ryan thanks for the question I really appreciate you calling in and asking them I think the whole age difference thing is something that a lot of people kind of deal with and struggle with because there's no set guidelines really, right? Like there's nothing out there that says you can only date between this age and this age if you're this age, right? So it kind of is like this arbitrary, weird uh, line that we draw in the sand. And especially if you like someone that's older or younger, there's a lot of stigma that comes with it, right? People might think you're weird. People might think that you're too old or you're too young. And so there is no clear lines. So I want to try to clarify and clear up a little bit that misconception there, just from my own personal perspective here. The way I see it is this. If you are in high school, right, whether you're a freshman or senior, if you're in high school, I think it makes sense or it's fine to date someone that's also in the high school level. 
if you're in middle school, right, you know, let's say for me, middle school was sixth, seventh and eighth grade. I know for everyone's a little different sometimes, but let's say you're in the middle school range. I think you should date someone that's in that middle school range. I feel like that allows things to be a lot simpler. It can be really difficult when, let's say, you're someone in middle school and you're dating someone in high school or vice versa um, because you're kind of in different stages of your life. You're focusing on different things. You know, when you're in middle school, maybe you're focusing on what high school to go to and that's what you're preparing for in life. And maybe, you know, you have a more childish sense of humor and you like to play more games, play around more. Um, when you get to high school, things kind of change a little bit. You're starting to think about maybe going to college, maybe getting a job, maybe how you're going to uh, carry yourself after you graduate, and maybe you're even thinking about getting a job or anything of that nature. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of different things that you, you might be focused on. Your friends group might be focused on different things. So I think the best piece of advice I can give really is to stick within, if you're in high school, stick within the high school range. If you're in middle school, stick within the middle school range. I feel like that eliminates the complication. So Ryan, I hope that was helpful in some way. I think that's going to wrap up today's episode. I feel like you guys asked amazing questions and there's still a bunch of more calls I want to feature. I'm going to feature them in tomorrow's episode. So I'm really loving what we're doing here together on Anchor, guys. I love your questions. I love helping out, sharing answers. And I feel like it's just a new way to approach this whole question and answer thing. You know, like I said, the whole point of the show is to help you learn that you can be somebody great. I truly believe you have what's in you to be somebody great. You have the skills. You just need to learn to fine tune them and put them into practice, guys. So on that note, I want to wrap it up and say thank you again and have a good night, guys. As always, love and peace.